you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. The Around the NFL podcast is ready for a week of Swifties. From the Chris Wessling podcast studio, it's Around the NFL. I am Dan Hansis. I have heroes here. Mark Sessler, Greg Rosenthal, Taylor Swift. Six sold-out shows at SoFi Stadium right across the sidewalk. It's probably going to get a little messy around here in terms of traffic flow. The city of England had never quite figured this out, and now they're building an arena up the street, uh, Balmer and the Clippers. Anyway, uh, what's up, everybody? They're out there already. The Swifties are out there. They're buying merch. I wouldn't say I they've come it. as strong so far as as the BTS army, but they're out there. I love... Um, Someone suggested to our friend Burgo, who's a young, young mm-hmm. single man, he should just like go prowl. Um that would be a good place to meet people, you know. A lot of teenage, might be, might lot be teenagers, young. right? A lot of, lot, of, lot of women in their 30s. Yeah, that's true. She does spend. She is swift. What I, lo- I love about. <laughs> a lot of swift talk. I love monoculture that doesn't really exist anymore for the most part. But but Taylor Swift represents uh, whatever's left of the monoculture. This is Bruce Springsteen in 1985. Th- to have an artist this big, this dominant at the top of her craft creatively and also commercially. It's her imperial period, and I love it. Uh, I'm looking forward to the show, and nobody won the nobody won the raffle connected to us, but we can't be surprised, Mark, after the approvals controversy. Well, no, I something there feels very suspicious, um, and I I you know I know that there was an investigation at hand about that. Um, I like the Springsteen parallel that you've drawn. Um, I I drove in today, and there, you are, there are already people already lining up for merch. Like it's very busy. There's a lot of foot traffic. Um, but the BTS crowd, if I'm not, if you, I know you went to the show, Greg, but like I, did I recall, not, no. Oh, I thought you did. I, I recall family. them being like, um, it was a young crowd, but that wearing like kitty cat ears and dressed up as like cats and stuff. Am I wrong about that? Well, you you're the cat guy. No, I mean, I, look at your I, laptop. You tell us. I mean, I mean there, there, there were some. There were, there like, were some. There was some, a lot of, some wild lot of co- like <laughs> cosplay stuff going on. I don't think that's, that's absent with the Taylor Swift crowd. Uh, incorrect, actually. The, this is the Eras tour, and people are going to the shows dressed in various different different Taylor eras. Well, I'm correct. You're going to see I a lot of that. Then. Anyway, you're going, so you're you can give us a a firsthand report. Boots on the ground. Yeah. Taylor Swift Imperial period. I got some developing news right off the bat. We got a lot to get to, but this is important. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> it's like doing you, this you say that right before something that's not important. That's the, that's the key. You tell me this isn't important. How long have we wondered about Tom Pelissero and the nickname we crafted and whether he's aware of it? How long? From the minute that we crafted it. We don't have a Months personal relationship least. with him. A year so plus. There's no way for us to know. Yeah. I, uh, I did um, say hello to him at the content summit. You guys weren't there. That Hello was about the extent of it. And he did not ask about you guys. So Well, that's no surprise. Well, according to some recent developments, he's a fan. Maybe just shy. This is Colleen Wolf at Steelers camp. It was, it was Colleen left Baldy Center. And yes, the insider, Tom Pelissero, right. 
Tom, I don't know if this is news to you because you usually bring us the news, but the Around the NFL podcast, <laughs> they up, have a nickname for you. It's called the Pell Razor, and I just wanted your reaction if this That's is, in fact, news. How long has this been going on? I Quite some time. Behind your back, Tom, evidently. Because yeah. I'm a regular viewer of that program. I should know that. Yeah. I like it. I a viewer it. of the podcast? Or whatever. It's on TV. <laughs> around the NFL's the Pell Razor is it's with all us all around Pell Razor. I think it's a, a 10 out of 10 nickname. I like it. I dig it. Okay, yeah, good. So we got the stamp of approval. <laughs> did we, though? I don't so, know if we did. I mean, also, <laughs> Baldy's he's got our back. He's a friend of the show. He's stirring the pot a little bit. Yeah. That's, I love that, man. Well, it's, it's good to know he's he's part of our growing uh, <laughs> subscribers on YouTube. He's more of a guy who watches us, right. clearly. He, he likes was, the visual. He was the one sending those emails, uh, tweets over the weekends like hey where's the youtube the whispers it took a couple extra days just things happen sometimes going up on the youtube pell pell razor didn't get his around the end i mean greg over under on how many minutes he's watched of our show on youtube i'm gonna put it at seven minutes and by mistake if he did oh, by mistake well, I, don't I don't it's a zero i would say a total yeah, that's pod, out of balance Mark. total podcast that he's ever listened to and youtube's over under I think one minute. It was unclear to him that we were a podcast to begin. So, like, you know, I think there's some, it's a murky. Could he have listened to the Ian Rappaport one where he was on the hot seat? It would have been possible, but even then I say no. Tom, uh, if you're listening or watching, I believe you. No, you, no, you don't. I do. do you, well, I'll, I'll, I do too. No, it's too late. It's too late. And there will be hell to pay. Hell to pay. <laughs> Let's do some news. How many five-year-olds would it take to tackle Derrick Henry? <laughs> oh, shit, son. I don't even know if they could. How many kids would die in the process, I would imagine. I don't know. Do I need Jesus to give you a number? Christ. Jesus Christ, Mike Vrabel. Like a le legitimate number? 35. You want to try it? Test it out? Yeah, can we try it? Sure, as long as you're one of the five-year-olds. Well, that's unpacked there. Mike Vrabel, coach of the Tennessee Titans, asked not too far off from the questions that drive me crazy with our mailbag. How many five-year-olds would it take to tackle uh, burly Titans star running back Derrick Henry? Um, he mentioned the death of children potentially and then settled on what was the number? 30? 35. 35. That's I don't. He's unaware of the child gangs that are that are lurking um, through Europe and parts of America. I feel like that's low. I feel like I'm taking the. The under he could he could trash 30 easy. Well, it's more. He, there's not going to be a five year old or group of five year olds that bring down Derrick Henry, but they could trip him up just by their bodies being at his feet. Mm. And well, a you're, you're also asking them to, you know, operate in concert, which is tough for five year olds. Like they'd have to have a real plan. Can they come up with that on their own? Or do they have a coach? Well, Henry's got that dog in him. But does the dog stay barking when you see like a night, you know, some kids crying on the floor? It's part of his metal. I mean, five year olds are. Very cute. Also, the idea that is he going to. That's not the skill. We're that's them? not the trait that we're looking for here, though. Cute doesn't stop Derek. Henry. I'm just saying, well, that's will that stop or slow him down. At least this idea that do I really want to injure these five year olds or am I going to go into a more of a uh, a soft uh, rush up the middle? Yeah, you have to plan is on his, uh, you know, theoretical humanity. The answer is 26, by the way. Mm. Are they male or female? It's a collection. Mark, don't be exclusionary. I've talked to you off mic about that. And now we have to do it. I'm include. I'm including. Just because it's, it's football doesn't mean there can't be. I'm hoping young it's women. both uh, genders, and many others. Let's get to the news, <laughs> starting with Cooper Cup.
not great news for the Rams, who will be without their star wide receiver for multiple weeks, it appears. According to Adam Schefter, a few weeks, Cup could be out with a hamstring uh, injury suffered in practice on Tuesday. Cup missed a lot of last season with a high ankle sprain, had one of the great seasons in the history of the sport, uh, triple crown winner in the Super Bowl season of 2021, which feels so long ago now. But Cup, sneaky old at 30, Greg, uh, dealing with some injuries here. Should be good to go, but not ideal. Man, he is sneaky old. He's like been in the league barely longer than uh, Lamar, for instance, and about four years older than him. He had some injuries early in his career. Remember, he missed about half his second season. He had uh, some games where he was like in and out in in 2020. It, it might be one or of those his stories. ACL also. Right, and it might be one of those stories that's that's nothing. Uh, but I'm I'm just worried because this whole idea that they're spending training camp like we're going to be frisky on offense. The idea is they're good on offense, and yet their number two uh, receiver is Van Jefferson, who's done. Close to not, you know, very little as a pro, and their number three receiver is who knows, like Tutu Atwell. Van Jefferson has battled knee issues this offseason, too. Um, yeah, this is a weird team. Like, I think their win total sits at about like 6.5. Um, if you wanted to take the over under on that, and I kind of think I'm taking the under. Mm. In other news, let's get back to I was trying to think of a name like Hackett Gate. Or Peyton Gate, but how about Hackett Job? I like that better. Let's, let's get off the gate thing. Yeah, Hackett Job 23. We've been tracking the story closely. Jets offensive coordinator and former Broncos head coach Nathaniel Hackett uh, attacked in an interview on USA Today, today by uh, now Broncos coach Sean Payton. Uh, we had heard from Sala. We had heard from Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers. We had heard from other Jets players. We had heard from uh, Payton himself. Uh, stepping back and trying to hide from the controversy. Finally, let's hear from Nathaniel Hackett, who spoke to the media on Tuesday. I've been involved in this business my whole life, 43 years. And uh, as a coach, you know, as a coach's kid, uh, you know, we live in a glass house. We know that. We all live in different rooms. We all got a key for it. And it's one of those things that there's a code, there's a way things are done in that house. Uh, he was also uh, commenting on his surprise that this controversy, he thought it would pop up at some point, maybe not in this forum, but it wouldn't be for a few more weeks. It's unfortunate that that had to happen, uh, that the comments that were made, but hey, they did. I, I'll tell you, I was probably more surprised that they happened now, was definitely expecting them in week five. So I, I'm, I'm almost thankful uh, that we got that, you know, out of the way. We all understand where where, where uh, certain people feel and think. Uh, week five, Jets Broncos. Bad news for Nate. Uh, it's going to come up again <laughs> in October, but uh, it maybe will be not as hot a story, or maybe it will be hotter. I don't know. Uh, there is the latest, and maybe the final dispatch on this particular gem of the offseason. Well, it won't be the final. I mean, also um, Sean Payton uh, claimed that he was going to call up Nathaniel Hackett and apologize. Uh, man to man, person to person. And Hackett said that's not happened yet. Um, he doesn't expect it to. Uh, I don't know. In the end, I think Sean Payton, like, I think there was a strategy behind all this. And I, I, I've st- stood by the fact I'm that I think. sticking to my theory. Yeah, I like that theory. Well, well I think your theory is just loose. Your theory is on point, but I think it was like a, Real loose. in defense of Russell Wilson. But he comes out looking poorly here. And I thought, that if anything, Hackett just kind of owned it. Like, who's more disappointed about what happened with the Denver Broncos than Nathaniel Hackett? Like, he's also under a lot of pressure because. I think there's some suspicion around, uh, you know, 
being not attached to Aaron Rodgers, the ship sinks right away. Now you're with him again, but the Jets' schedule out of the gate is really rough. So I'm I'm interested to see where they where that team is in Week Five by the time they played the Broncos. I saw this uh, Hard Knocks ad. I don't know if you've seen it yet, Dan. You got the Hard Knocks podcast mm-hmm. coming up, and it said the most compelling team in the NFL. Dun dun dun, and that's the New York Jets. And we're just adding we're just adding fuel to the fire. It's great, and um, it, you're right that it's coming back up uh, in week five, but I, I think Mark hit the key point here. It was like Sean Payton has just showed his ass. I don't care that he said it at all. I actually don't even care that he apo- regretted it afterwards and apologized for it. Like, that's all fine, too, but you, you're just being a total phony if you didn't actually call the man. Just be a, be a, be a human. <laughs> you know what I mean? Of and course. You're might, a complete like, phony who's just being tried to manipulate the media in one way first, then tried it the other way, and it's like you couldn't be a real dude and actually just call the guy and have a talk. Come right. On. And yeah. Also, what are you going to say to him? Well, sorry. Like, why did just you be sorry. Okay, it's, but it could be you, a three-minute conversation. all this about this other person? Well, just like, I look, obviously he believed it, but... Uh, are you going to say you, you right? Are you going to say I don't actually no, I, believe what I said about you? You say like I shouldn't have said that. I got carried away. You know there is yeah. a way. Right. He showed Sean Payton showed so much of his ass <laughs> that they had to blur out the bottom of his butt crack. It got so <laughs> it was so full. Gross. If you ain't got no haters, you ain't popping. True, true, true. All right, that is Hackett job twenty three. And yes, the Hard Knocks podcast with me and Colleen Wolf. Uh, we'll actually debut uh, later this week with a preview episode. I had a great conversation today with uh, Rich Semini of ESPN, who's covered that team for almost 35 years, longer than any beat writer ever. Very nice convo. And then we'll have shows every Tuesday night uh, recapping uh, each episode. Uh, first uh, guest on the show, The Face. And longtime Jets fan Rich Eisen will join. Mm, what a lineup to recap episode one. It's going to be great. Will there? Do you think that uh, Greg and or Mark will appear at some point? On would the you show? like to be on the program? I would want to be on any program, but especially this one, because this I to say, now you sound like Sean Payton. That's no, but a lie. Th- no, but I like, would like to I, be no, on any program. But like, so I've, I've had my issues, my ups and downs with hard knocks. Right. But not this time. You're, You're all in. I, this is this is what I've been waiting for. If you are all Don't in on the program it when I'm not asking for it, but now I'm asking for it. If you're all in. Yeah. Because that's the shows for people that are all in. Haven't I been pro Jets this offseason? I'm not trying Largely, to, yes. Yeah. Well, like mostly. Yes. So, yes, I want to be but on this the isn't so much about the Jets. It's about Hard Knocks, the program, which doesn't have to be all sunshine and rainbows. Right. Right. If you're excited to talk about the show and watch the show, I, that's exactly the type of guest we're But I'm only asking for. for like two or three minutes. Like I'll come on for oh, two really? three minutes even. Like oh, we can absolutely squeeze, squeeze me that. in. Just squeeze me into it. It doesn't sound know. all in. I mean, if I'm... <laughs> I am all in. Great. If I'm doing like a ranking, like a power rankings of who's been in on Hard Knocks over the years, Dan's clear number one. Yeah. Uh, I'll I'm like on Col- the payroll. I'll throw Colleen in there now too because she's involved like with it. Um, I'm a, I'm strongly right behind them. Always sure. been uh, a supporter. Supporter of all NFL films enterprises. Wes, Wes was next. He had mixed feelings. He started to get a little sick of it, and yes, then I would put rank you last. Like, yeah, but that see, don't you see the the dynamic? I had I was in that spot down at the bottom. I would argue Wes and I were probably equal, but like I'm now saying, I'm enthused. There's some enthusiasm. We're going to take that under advisement. I'll have a conversation with Colleen. I don't know what else to say. Colleen's going to say no. Then I, I've, I don't, I've never had an issue with her. But that Put would, it this way. Yeah. Now that we've had this conversation, if you're not on the show, you'll know why. Yeah, I will. So will everyone else. <laughs> I also don't like how much uh, pop 
quarterback got versus Hard Knocks, that this was somehow the the most important football show in the world, and I I pushed back on that. And so now I'm re- Wait, so I'm it, rededicating. That's myself. a little straw manny. Your old boss Florio apparently wrote that. Well, it's not it's, a straw. Nobody man. else is it's, saying it's that. a it's a a powerful uh, opinion maker in the in the NFL. I just, there's no straw here. You might be on the payroll still. Flesh and blood. <laughs> anyway, good stuff. And I did talk to Samini real briefly. We got to move on. But um, I said, all you ever hear about Hackett, by the way, um, other than the disaster of Denver, was he's so fun to play for. I think Hard Knocks is going to be interesting to see what makes, what does fun mean? What does fun mean in the NFL? Why does he make it fun? I think if you're HBO, it's like if Hackett was like number eight person that you're going to cover, he's like, rising up the charts. Exactly. It's, it's a great example of, of stuff that happens in all careers. It's like not everyone is meant to be the person in charge. And oh, by the way, being the person in charge might not be that fun anyways. I feel like Hackett found his level. Mm-hmm. It should be one down and he can be great at that. Mm-hmm. All right. In other news, bad news. Um, Out of speaking of the Denver Broncos, uh, Broncos defensive tackle, Ayuma, Ayuma, Awuzakari. Mm. <laughs> Help me out. Is it Ayuma? I've never heard anyone say his name. Awuzakari. Awuzarike, uh, rather. This is a hard one. You're making it tough on the whole I mean, population it's, it's when you okay. name a child that. So. It's a uh, fourth round. Fourth round <laughs> anyway, pick last year. Uh, fourth round pick last year. Ayuma Awuzarike was suspended indefinitely last week. It's not my fault. For betting on NFL games in the 2022 season. And now... Uh, he is being investigated in a criminal probe involving uh, gambling. This from the Des Moines Register via PFT. The report is that prosecutors in Iowa say a FanDuel account. Uarzariki. Controlled was used to make approximately 801 wagers totaling over $21,000. And that some of the wagers uh-oh, are on both Broncos and Iowa State football games in which he plays. Uh, prosecutors say he bet on four Broncos games for which he was an active last season, as well as the Broncos December 18th game against the Cardinals a game in which he played 29 snaps and had two tackles. There was also an element to this story, uh, Greg, where he tried to scheme with another person, a woman named Rachel Louise Francis. Now I'm like, I'm, but, I'm doubting I, everything. Yeah, everything. It could be Rochelle Louise <laughs> Francais. I don't know. <laughs> Uh, to disguise his identity and manipulate mobile transactions to make it look like bets placed by him were actually placed by her. It's uh oh, it's Don't crazy do it. because of the the criminal part of it. First of all, if you if you do the math, the amount of money he spent and the amount of bets he made, those bets averaged twenty six dollars per bet. Why? So it, no one's getting rich off this. No one's even trying to get rich off this. But I found it very fascinating. He also was doing like player props involving the Broncos, it, like Broncos related ones were up to 32. I mean, you could absolutely get inside information. Who knows if he had that or not? My guess would be not based on the the lack of money he was actually putting down here. But the Iowa State quarterback is also wrapped up in this and is probably going to be suspended forever. Like, I don't know if that if he had a pro career, but his his football life is essentially over for this. It it you just hope that this is like learning um, process for some of these players that we won't keep going through this. But I don't know; it might just keep happening year after year. I do wonder. I think now though, there's got to be there's awareness now because we've had these suspensions that have come in bunches. But these rolling investigations, because it's like 
they all happened a month or two ago. Guys getting suspended. This happened. Like, I have two questions. Some of it happened two years ago while he was at Iowa State. They were already investigating. Well, but I mean, yeah. the NFL's, yeah. like, you know, dropping the suspension. We're, we're close to games, and we're close to real games. I know we're saying when the season really starts, but it's like, will this kind of thing happen where the NFL learns something in week three and they suspend someone? Um, and will it ever be a star player? It's all these guys who are kind of like backup, backup dudes, and they're gone, and it's like, cool, have a nice time. But like Calvin Ridley and Jamison Williams. Yeah. Ridley makes sense, but like I'm just saying, I'm wondering, like, will we be hit with one where the NFL has to make a really tough decision on someone caught doing something, and they're a major mm-hmm. headliner? Mm-hmm. Good story to watch. Big story to watch. Uh, is there any good news coming out of Denver camp right now? The Broncos... Uh, waived wide receiver K.J. Hamler with a non-football injury designation on Monday. That coming after he was diagnosed with a heart issue that led to uh, his exit from Broncos camp. There is a positive spin to this that uh, Denver, despite uh, waiving uh, Hamler, they still see a future with him. And uh, Peyton said that Hamler is expected to be out approximately a month as he treats the condition. And the hope is that he'll be back with the team, former second round pick who's had trouble like so many Broncos wide receivers in the last couple of years, really getting his career going amidst injuries and ineffective quarterback play. Maybe he's a player for them. Maybe he's not. They could use him. They had four wide receivers going into last season that looked so promising. Patrick, Judy, Sutton and Hamler. I really liked Hamler as a rookie. Those four guys have never played and completed a full game together. Like Ooh. that was their vision that all these guys are pretty young, varying levels. Patrick's a little older and they played exactly one game all together. And by the end of that game, I think it was Judy or, or Sutton who was hurt. And it's just now, now you would assume it's never going to happen. Yeah. We're three years in talking about Denver's offensive lineup as simply more potential than anything we've seen. Um, I do think it's interesting that with Peyton there, Marcus Callaway is there, our friend little Jordan Humphrey. Um little previous, Jordan. I get sort of a friend of the show. I don't know if he I don't know if he He was on the show. Yeah, I don't know if he like yeah. thought that was the greatest moment of his life, that interview. But um I don't you know, think he's ever thought of it ever again. No, I'm sure it I, I, escaped I the memory imagine, right away. Yeah. But issues, Marvin Mims, I guess he's gonna be get, you know, more meaningful snaps right away at this point. Hmm. In other injury news, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers will be without their first round pick. For a month, at least, it appears. ESPN's Adam Schefter reported that defensive tackle Kalijah Kansi, the 19th overall pick in this year's draft, has a strained calf, uh, Joe Burrow injury, and uh, the hope, as like with Joe Burrow and with virtually every player who has a chance, the hope is that he'll be back uh, for week one. Uh, Mark, this is a Bucks defense that regressed last year, that needs some fresh blood. The idea is that Kansi will be an immediate contributor. And now most of his summer gets wiped out by a lower body injury. It's not good, Bob. No, and they want him to, you know, right away line up next to Vita Vea. And uh, this is someone they've talked about as like a little Aaron Donald type player. Um, Lance Zerline compared him to John Randall, the old Vikings um, Havoc Reeker, who was an incredible defensive player. And I think in general, like the Bucs, um, you know, if he comes back and he's healthy, it's like, we kind of just written off the Bucks. I feel like if I look at one team just because of their quarterback situation and post Tom Brady, it's like the Bucks actually have a lot of talent on defense, and they're a team that in a in a soft NFC and a winnable division um, have just been counted out. I feel like the Bucks barely exist. I cannot remember uh, a quarterback battle getting less attention than Baker versus Trask, and it sounds like it's a real battle that Trask 
There's like, a report a today that it's tightening up, which is not – I don't think that's a good sign for Baker they, Mayfield. The, the, it's not good that it's a Dave Canales, the OC, who was with uh, Gino in, in Seattle last year, said uh, – don't cut out John Walford. Oh, fuck. And he said, throw him into the competition cauldron. And I said, I like that. That's nice. I think he said the competitive cauldron. I'm going to call on. it the competition cauldron. Hey, Eric Roberts, producer, write that down. That is a goddamn segment, if I've ever heard one. <laughs> the com- competition cauldron. <laughs> I, I was very excited. I was excited <laughs> to see. what well, I was like, man, they're all going to start games. Uh, it's it's a good reminder of cool. you know, cool different rep- Reporting, uh, Vita Vea had a grade three calf strain Oofa. and missed like a couple months of his rookie year and came back and in, in the middle of the season, I think it was week five or six, and immediately was great, uh, but he missed a long time. They said this is a grade one strain. The only reason I'm pointing this out is like, well, the Bengals, I wish someone uh, told me which strain Burrow had. You would guess maybe with their optimism, maybe his was a grade one strain, and that's why they feel confident. I'm say it was between a grade one and a grade two. Why are they withholding that information from us? Well, it's a good job by the like reporters be, out there in, you know, in Tampa. Teams like to keep that close. Someone needs to dig a little. Here. You know who? You know who's really interested? Their week one opponent, the Cleveland Browns. Yeah. So why give them anything? The fact that Jake Browning is taking their first team snaps, the Bengals, that is, um, in practice, tells me they can't be that worried. You give me a who, break. You know who really wants to know that? Speaking of a callback to an earlier story we've done, the desert wants to know. Is Joe Burrow playing? Yeah, they do. How about those MVP odds that he was on top of the day before that injury? I'm sure he's not anymore. Onu Zurique is uh, he's texting his friends over in Cincinnati trying to get some tips. So you just rub it <laughs> in my face that you can say his name? Is that- I think I said it wrong. I actually just decided I went with um, the Lions defensive tackle, Levi Onu Zurique. He's just leaning into that I, habit I now. I messed it up. I messed it up. Eight o'clock delight, Greggy. OJ Howard. Remember him? First round pick. Cut by a team. What team was he on, Mark? He was on the Raiders. Okay. He looked at his notes. Okay. Count. No, but I'll I mean, this is a guy who has 35 receptions over the last three By the seasons. way, a can't-miss prospect out of Alabama. Yeah, I think that's it for yeah, him. That's why I wanted to I note it. Fans. Uh, I noted Brett Meyer. This was actually a, a week ago, but he has a job in Denver. He is part of the kicking competition. No one gave Brett Maher a job until a week ago after what happened, Dan. Greggy, he missed like seven extra points. I get it, but he hit 90% of his that's field it. goals last that's year. That's it, especially in the crucible of the postseason. And he's clearly his mind was all banged up. You, you don't want to go near a kicker like that. I got respect for the man. He had a great season otherwise, but that sticks in the minds of all. Cowboys running back Ronald Jones suspended two games for PDs. They need a backup. Nic- Nickelodeon to air the Super Bowl. My kids will like that. And then finally, uh, Jalen Hurd, the former third-round pick who played multiple positions for the 49ers, has retired with the Patriots, and I just wanted to... How did that make oh our news? Keep this now you've of, gone too far. So you, actually, you abused it. I have, a, I have a take here, though. It better be good. How many careers have ended in Patriots training camp? They end... It always happens. I'm not picking on the poor man, but like Reggie Wayne, our, our friend Andrew Hawkins, like all these people show up to Patriots training camp and they're just like, I don't want to play football. Too serious. Um, let me do some, some big corpo, corpo digging here. Because that doesn't make any sense, the Nickelodeon thing. But sure enough, <laughs> Nickelodeon mean? is you owned think I, by... You think I, you need to double source me? No, no, no. I'm just trying. Why would they ever agree to do that? Nickelodeon is a part of the Paramount Media Networks, uh, which is owned by, I believe, CBS, which is... Oh, yes, sure. Why, do you, what, why, would they, why would they agree to do what? 
air of the Super Bowl? Like have an alternate yeah. podcast to slice away the radio. Well, yeah, but it's, it's all there on a, roll. It's only a, Do you care CBS. about children's programming? No, I'm saying I wonder why one of the, the big networks would ever siphon off any of their audience. But CBS don't care because Nickelodeon, as I mentioned, is part of the Paramount Media Networks. Just corpo, you know, talk, conglomerations sure. and, uh, you know, one <laughs> fish eats the bigger fish, then gets eaten by the next fish. That whole thing, the evolution of the business world, it's it, it's a little upper level for you, but I, you know. Yes, it's over my head. <laughs> That's what's happening <laughs> in the news. Uh, we'll be right back. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower. 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. (laughs) All right, here we go. (laughs) (laughs) See, people think we took a break there. But it's really, we're laughing because it's like eight seconds from when we were, then they shoved something in. So the the listener has to take a break, but we're not. We don't take breaks. Really, really pointed. (laughs) Well, I'm te- you're teaching no me about the, the, uh, the corporate adult world. I'm teaching you about no, how this broadcast works. We don't take breaks. Just, I'm not walking around the hallway in between our show. Is this part of the show? Are we leaving this in? Yeah, this yeah. is in. This is in. All right. Welcome back. Um, in real time, we move on now with um, this is a great exercise. I'm, I'm excited about it. Um, all across uh, the league, every team is in training camp. The pads are on. And people, fans, want answers to the questions, and that's why the media is so important. They are the conduit. So with that said, let's do some head coach press conferences. Mm. And um, let's have some fun with it. Uh, Mark, try to have fun with it. This is a text I got from Mark after pitching the idea at 9.24 a.m. I'd rather not attempt to shift into actor mode, but I think the <laughs> Q&A aspect works. Well, if that's not enthusiasm, I don't know what is. I, you know what I'm trying to say? Like, I'm not going to do a bunch of, you know, song and dance and voices. I, I want to, I'll help you with the, the press conference part. Right. This is an entertainment vehicle, first and foremost. I may, I'm right. not saying you need to uh, become Robert De Niro and become a method actor when you pull a name out of this helmet. Yeah. Uh, that I'm holding this German helmet, but I, um, I would hope that you're gonna, you're a very creative person. Let me set this up this way, Greg. Mark, you're a very creative guy, and I think I believe in you that this segment will fly in large part because of your contribution. TBD, get it, get him involved. I think that's good. <laughs> I like a segment where you don't know where it's gonna go. We're just flying by the seat of our pants. I think I think that was maybe the some of the anxiety you were hearing from Mark. Right. That's where you're going to get the best Mark in the end. Ah, right. There you go. I like that. You're a prep guy, and I know this this is a little bit. Um, right. I think that's maybe you should the be the yeah. first um, coach then. Right. Because listen, am I sure it's going to go well? No. The segment could be terrible, but we no, don't I think know until good. we try it. So I have. I'm holding this official Giants helmet. They're very heavy. Uh, these official. I like this segment already. I mean, we could do it with like historical figures in the future. It could have offshoots. Oh yeah, put George Washington in this. (laughs) I mean, I mean more like George Hallis or something. On the Delaware River, just chopping it up (laughs) during the Rev. 
Um, if George Washington actually ever existed. Oh, that's hey, George, it's like, when is this rev going to be over? It's taking forever. <laughs> rev. <laughs> anyway, 32 coaches in this helmet. I will pull the first name. And now the other two men in the studio um, will serve as the journos. Okay. That will ask questions of this coach. Okay. Okay. There's no time limit. It's just we'll see. We'll how just it goes. see how it goes. Okay. And uh, I've drawn the name of. It's not going to go on forever, but <clears throat> yours might. Buffalo Bills. Sean McDermott. Mm. I am Sean McDermott. Hey, what's up, everybody? Um, good day of practice today, and uh, feel good about the progress we're making. Um, obviously, a long way to go, uh, but uh, a good start. Um, open up for questions. Let's be real. The Buffalo Bills have been an NFL centerpiece. Uh, what's a successful season? Like, is anything less than, you know, winning the AFC um, mm. something that would put you let's on the, on a bit of a hot seat? Uh, it's a good question, Mark. I, I think what you're expecting me to say uh, is the, the typical coach answer. Um, that I'm just what's in front of me right now. And we're, right now the focus is on training camp. Um, and then week one against our opponent. I haven't checked in on who it is yet. Oh, it's the New York Jets on Monday Jets. Night Football. You, would, you might want to get on that. Career. Yeah, um, <laughs> but I will be honest with you. Um, this is Super Bowl or bust for this team, and I don't mm. think my job is in danger, uh, but I would say many jobs in the organization are in peril if we fall short of the goal this season, and I'm, uh, I'm nervous about it uh, because I know we've been building toward this. But I feel really good about the team. I think I got the dig situation under control. That guy's a nightmare behind the scenes. Just keep it between us. Wait, um, yes. Diggs is a nightmare. Can you expound on that? Um, I take that back. He's he's uh, he's a personality uh, and a charismatic individual. Uh, yeah, we, we've got a live one here. <laughs> we, we, we're going to need a one Buffalo News. Stefan wants to win. And that's what we love about Stefan. He's an incredible competitor as is every other man on this roster if you're going to be part of Buffalo mm. country. So we're excited about Stefan and, and Josh and, and the whole gang making magic. What does it mean? Leslie Frazier, uh, gone. You have to do the head coach thing where you're also calling plays on defense. You're not, you're not able to delegate that at this point. Uh, do you feel ready to do all that on game day? Or is it like a little bit too much? Maybe, mm. you know, taking a little bit too uh, uh, bite out Full of disclosure pie. again. I, I don't know. I, maybe I was hanging out with Sean Payton before the conference. Um, I forgot to hire a new DC. Uh, so we had a list that is vacant. Um, that was it's my bad. But as you know, that that is where I earned my bones uh, down there in Charlotte. And I'm feeling good about um, I'm feeling OK. I'm feeling strong to quite strong in terms of my confidence that uh, the team will be uh, competitive defensively. We need to get we need to get Vaughn back. Vaughn was our closer. We were never the same without him. We're going to take it easy. He's like 45 years old uh, coming off another knee injury. So not feeling that good about it, that he's going to still be an impact player. But if he is, uh, we will do what we need to do on defense. He's our closer. Mm. And Josh will do the rest. Yeah. Yeah. Sean, how's that uh, right guard battle going? How, how's Osiris Torrance coming along? You know, is it second round. Him? Is it going to be Ryan Bates? Second round better? pick. Um, I like what Bates is doing, but look out for uh, Ike Boddicker. <laughs> Uh, because he's he's working, he's grinding. I could tell he wants it. And uh, Kevin Jarvis is also in that room amongst the right guards, and uh, he wants it as well. That's all. That's all I got. You, you ever you ever try to relax a little? I'm I'm, I'm gonna squeeze in one. Like you know, sometimes it's like you're the dad driving the you know the kids on vacation, and you're gripping that wheel so tight. You ever just want to like 
just uh, ease up a little bit. You, you ever you ever think about that? Do stuff? I seem like I'm a tense individual? Yes. Yes. What well, publication are you writing for over there, reporting? Are you aware what's happening in Western New York with professional football for the past, I don't know, like mm. 50 years and the amount of pressure I'm under to get over the f-ing hump? <laughs> okay. Do you understand what it Not- means to be the coach of the Buffalo Bills and we keep getting back to the playoffs and we can't get over it? <laughs> Do you know what it means? I'm out of here. That you got to be careful. Can I just say unsolicited advice here? Like, is yeah. it journo, journo to journo? Yeah. Be careful what you ask with these guys. I mean, I got, they are highly strung. It's a high pressure environment. I you mean, were, it, yeah, got, it got a great answer. It got a great answer that's going to be leading WCBB. Well, that's true. That's what it is about. Okay, okay, okay. I can't look. Here we go. I do you like putting picking it out? It. All right. I'm uh, I'm Arthur Smith. Interesting. Hey, uh. You know me, I'm Martha Smith. It's like, yes, yes. <laughs> I don't, I don't tell you, I'm like the tough guy. Maybe I'm overcompensating because like, you know, dad's the FedEx boss, but uh, I'm the tough guy. Always a lot of sarcasm. What do you got? <laughs> well, Arthur, um, you know, uh, the DeAndre Hopkins signing, uh, do you think uh, that will finally uh, get you over the hump uh, post AJ Brown and Uh, Also, have you seen Justin Graver, uh, the former producer of Around the NFL, putting out hype videos for uh, Traylon Burks? Is this wide receiver room going to be worth a damn this year? Yeah, I don't know if this is Jim Wyatt or something, uh, if you're time traveling, but I'm in Atlanta. (laughs) I'm the Atlanta (laughs) head football coach. We've moved on past Tennessee. I parlayed that into this job, so uh, I don't need DeAndre Hopkins. I don't need you at my press conference anymore. <laughs> I'll see uh, myself I, out. I'll, I'll ask a question. <laughs> Are you tempted? Um, I understand from ownership on down, there's this this verbal faith in Desmond Ritter. Are you tempted to bring in your old guy, Ryan Tannehill, to run a similar you know, ground-and-pound offense that you had back mm. in Tennessee when you were Tennessee's offensive coordinator? You know I love the ground. I love the pound. Uh, I love the possibility of this team maybe being the team of the Around the NFL podcast. I hear those guys are pretty big out there. Uh, Never! I, I got, the guy that got kicked out got, for not knowing where you're coaching, but he doesn't want that to I got, uh I got my Tannehill right here for you. His name's Taylor Heineke. That's my Tannehill. We, we're not going to worry about the forward pass too much. We're, we're going to run the ball. We got we got Corderell. We got Bijan. We got Algier. We got Ritter. He can run a little bit. Taylor can scamper back there too. It's not about it's not about passing the ball in twenty twenty. I'm sorry, you did you just say, sir? Because I feel like I got my uh, headline here. We're not worried too much about the forward pass. No. Wow. Everyone zigging, we're zagging. We're gonna be tougher than you. Is it overcompensating because I didn't play football at a high level and my dad was a billionaire? I don't know, but we're gonna be tougher than you. I'm the tough guy. Last one for Coach Guys. You keep bringing up the uh, your father's, um, you know, shipping magnate uh, history. Like, do you yourself? When's the la- what's the last FedEx package that you received, and what was inside of it? I'm ball all the time. Never into it. Amazon's kind of taking a big bite out of us, but we're working with them. <laughs> wow. All right, next, Mark. It's a. Uh, it's uh, that was nice. I apologize for that little mind cramp. Rocky start here. Rocky start. Yeah. It's rebound. Here we go. Uh, Cardinals coach Jonathan Gannon. Mm. Tough one. 
That was the one that was, I think would be ranked 32 out of uh, this list. Uh, Jonathan, you're splitting your quarterback reps four well, ways. Well, he has to say he has to step up and make his initial comments. Uh, hi, guys. Uh, Jonathan Gannon. I'm very excited to be here. First year coach. I don't know if you uh, have ever seen me before. Um, you know, we've got a young roster, a lot of lot of uh, players here that we believe in, and we believe in developing our players. And the Arizona Cardinals are not uh, giving up before the season starts. Uh, mm. You know, contrary to uh, suspicious reports. <laughs> well, what's going on with your uh, splitting the quarterback? reps uh four ways at camps there's old bill parcells saying you know if you got two quarterbacks you got none what Ooh. what do you got when you got four quarterbacks? got his ace uh well hold on we believe in competition here number one and uh, first of all i want to talk about the leadership of colt mccoy um our quarterback room mm. uh couldn't have a better leader but we've got this young uh fifth round pick clayton tune that uh the more I see of them, the more I think that this kid, this kid could play. So it's like, why would I automatically assign our quarterback day one here? Like, we have a chance for all four of them to uh, make uh, some noise. David Blau is a, a young hero. Mm. Have you seen Jeff, Jeff Driscoll play? I mean, I think we know he can play. Are you a subscriber to the Blauhards newsletter? I, uh, you know, I did for years subscribe to that, and it was um, an incredible read. Uh, it was typewritten. It would arrive, you know, roughly 10 or 12 days late, but... um. I mean, what a great thing to go back and look at. That's one of the reasons he's here. One more for Coach, everybody. One more. <laughs> you know, there are reports out there that, uh, Coach, there's a, a, quote, culture shock in Arizona. Mm. Um, I'm curious, A, um, if you want to do any uh, patronizing of uh, the former coach, Cliff Kingsbury, and also if you realize you might be being set up, set up as a patsy in Arizona. Uh, for one of the worst seasons in uh, franchise history. I uh, I do sense that uh, the latter on some level. Um, but there's uh, the headline. Yeah, like uh, I you know I, I took the job believing that the Cardinals have um, a strong future with me at the helm. Um, I believe it will hopefully last more than seven or eight months. Mm. <laughs> Thank you for your candor, Coach. <laughs> All right, here we go. <sighs> okay, here we go. I am. Uh, how you doing, everybody? It's, as you know, it's me, uh, Ron Rivera, coach of uh, the Washington, whatever we are now. Um, good day at camp today. Guys working hard, grinding. Uh, if we can get 1% better every day, we'll be in good shape come September. What do you got? What is your um, philosophy, I, I would guess, sir, um, centered around your utter refusal to get a functional quarterback? Whoa. Um, well, thanks for the question. Uh, you know, I, I tend to think that people seem to be overlooking the upside of Sam Howell. Did you know? Have you heard, sir, uh, that many people had him atop the draft board of QBs in 2022? Did you hear that? Well, I mean, outside of the fact that... Yay or nay, sir? Uh, nay. You did not hear that report. 32 teams decided he was not needed to be picked in the first four rounds. Good so. point, bro. Good point. Yeah. Sir. Some decorum, please. Um, I believe in Sam Howell, kind of. But that's also why I have Jake Brisket. So if Sam Howell is terrible, I know I can slide in Jake Brisket and I can, I'll be locked and loaded for seven wins, eight wins, tops. Pretty good stuff. And then, uh, you know, I'm probably out of here anyway. Let's be honest. Mm. Uh, they're going to clean this whole place out. All I need to do is make sure I don't go, you know, three and 14, you know, uh, four and 13, 
five and twelve. I, if I can avoid that, I might get another head coaching job because people will say, "Oh, we love Ron. Everybody loves me. Like everybody loves me." So it's like maybe I get a third bite of the apple because they say, "Oh, yeah, he went to the Super Bowl with the Panthers, and oh, he was with Washington. What a joke that was with the you know that old guy uh, owner." Um, if I could just be mediocre. I could keep this 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 organization in that in that plane. I think I can get another job somewhere else. Next. Inspiring. Yeah, thank you. Well, g- give me your best uh, Dan Snyder story now that he's gone. You can just uh... man. He had this. He took me out fishing once, and he climbed up into the top of the um. What do they call that thing? The 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 perch. He had a rifle and he was just sniping dolphins. He was <laughs> like wiping them out and. Uh, and he wasn't even collecting them. It wasn't like wow. it was like he was using them to, to, mm. to eat. I don't know if you eat dolphins. They're a mammal um, or, or hang them up in his, his uh, parlor or anything. Just shooting, shooting the bastards, poor things. So that is uh, a harrowing memory. Let's get one more for on, guys. One more. All right. I feel like I shouldn't have shared that one. OK, go ahead. What? Uh, <laughs> what is a successful season for this commander's team? I already told you, sir. <laughs> Eight and nine mm. home run. And if, if, if Hal stinks, then I'll put in brisket and he'll get me those seven or eight wins. Are you, are you aware? And I, and I forgot this. And I'm speaking here as the reporter, Greg Rosenthal. I was flipping through my my phone last night and I saw a London fan of the Around the NFL podcast once wore a brisket jersey to the game. which I had forgotten about. I mean, that's <laughs> damn incredible. I this watch ATN Rivera. all the time. I watch it all the time. I'm just speaking for myself. I watch it every show. Someone should know this. I did a bad job there as a journal. I need to step up my game. Well, this time you're going to take on the shoes of? I am uh, Cleveland Browns coach (laughs) Kevin Stefanski. Kevin, you've been coasting on your looks for a couple of years now. Um, And yes, you are a mezzanine tier Clooney. I will give you that. Uh, but after the Deshaun Watson uh, situation, you see, you understand you're under an immense amount of pressure to be a double-digit win team or else, right? Yeah, I get it. Uh, everyone's gone this year if we don't win. Uh, you know, Deshaun, there's positives and negatives, you know. The negative, all the horrible things he did. The complete um, year of embarrassment we had to live through. Um, his play on the field, maybe the worst quarterback uh, in the league. The contract, I mean, it's kind of a joke, made us look bad, um, and it's just an extraordinary uh, amount of money that's been sent out there. Um, Remarkable candor from these coaches. What, what was I getting at? Oh, yeah, the, po- the positive. Um, no one's actually heard me speak in a, in a year, so he's kind of taken – that attention away, but I, I'm very aware year four, uh, we need to win, I would say, 10 games or else I'm gone. Peel the onion back for us, uh, the two journalists here in the room. Uh, the whole Deshaun Watson situation, did you want him? I mean, you knew what you knew it was going to be complex for you as a coach, puts a lot of pressure on you, but the nature of it, um, was it just foisted upon you, or was this something that you were all 100% in on yourself? You know, now's a, an awkward time to. Uh, say what really happened, but no, it was ownership. Uh, I am just, uh, I'm just a peon here, and 
I don't know if Andrew Barry really wanted him. I don't know if I really want him. I'm just having to make it work like every coach has had to try to do uh, for these Browns owners for the last 30 years, I feel, for our fans. Um, coach, you're big around the NFL fan, I know. Yes, I remember uh, Mark, my dog. My, my dog, Mark, with a C. When he put my picture next to George Clooney's picture in a in a shot on uh, NFL Now or some <laughs> some show. It was when I was peeking. That and the whole, like, I made Baker look like a real guy for a while. But um, did you hear the episode where um, Mark Sessler said if Bill Belichick replaced you as head coach, he might come back to the fandom? Uh, how does that strike you? That I don't hurt. believe that. I mean, I believe it, but I believe if I win 10 or 11 games, uh, Mark is going to be right there with us. He can pretend whatever he wants. Like some of those Browns fans out there, if I deliver a winner, they'll all be back. Mark, you have anything to say to that? You got a great beard. Uh, always admired it. Um, what setting do you like? You know, like the beard trimmer. Like what setting do you use? What last one for coach guys? No, uh, more. please, please. Uh, three and a half on the beard. Uh, four and a half on the mustache. I like that to be a little fuller. A little thicker. Good to know. Girthier mustache. All right. Final presser. Mark Sessler. Oh, that's it? Make it count. <laughs> I want more. I mean, we could do another round. Oh. What do you think, Eric? Should we do another round? or should we Maybe. Right. Leave him wanting more? I don't know. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good good, good uh, translation. What is it? When a producer says that, what no, does it I mean? No, I want at the end doing one more. Uh, I got the zaddy. Ooh. Oh, ho, ho. Dallas Cowboys coach Mike McCarthy. Any opening uh, comments from Zad? Great to be here. We're here in Oxnard. Uh, it's always um, it's a it's a great Cowboys tradition to travel out here to California. Uh, we have high hopes. We have high hopes. Uh, I'm not going to shield that from anyone. Our expectations are not just the playoffs, but multiple playoff wins mm. and a Super Bowl berth to bring Jerry Jones another beautiful Super Bowl trophy. Do you worry uh, it's all about you right now? Uh, Mike McCarthy, that it seems like a lot of the focus is on you taking the play calling your desire to have a little more fun as a coach, your your desire to go deep, uh, throw the ball deep in, in a league where they're really kind of taking away the deep ball. It seems like it's a lot about you this week. I, I have nothing um, related to worry. I, I made the decisions that I made. We moved on from our last play caller because I was brought here to uh revolutionized this offense. Um, you, will, you will not forget that I had that sabbatical year where I went away and took a look at the league in general, and um, they thought that I was becoming a predictable play caller, but I've, I've done a lot of self-work, mm. and I'm ready to show that to uh, America and Europe and uh, all the countries beyond uh, come September. Well, that famous um, feature you did with Tom Pelissero, the Pell Razor. The Pell Razor. Where you showed that you got a PFF Ultimate uh, subscription. Do you, keep, do you keep in touch with him? Uh, the Pell Razor um, obviously is one of the reasons that I got back into the league. That that feature um, that was uh, included both on NFL.com and there was a video feature attached to it as well um, was massive for my career. And so, yes, the Pell Razor and I um, will talk, we'll text here and there. Um, a dynamic, uh, invigorating character. Um, let's be real, Coach. Your offense, although it was productive, they still got rid of the OC. Now you're in charge. And... There's a little bit of a lack of explosiveness in the playmaker department, a pass catcher. Um, let's see. Your tight end room includes Jake Ferguson, a former fourth-round pick. Um, a man named Luke Shoemaker is also high up in the depth chart. And then you look at who's the big wide receiver splash, Brandon Cooks, who 
Looked like potentially a 30-year-old receiver. He's going to be in September in decline in his final year was with year, year with Houston. Did you actually sneaky not do enough, and now you're you're banking on Brandon Cooks to be a bounce-back player? You're banking on Michael Gallup to be healthy and effective. Mm-hmm. You're you're gambling that the tight end position will solve itself, and then almost putting, again, everything on C.D. Lamb and Dak Prescott. A little, little thin at running back, too, after Pollard. It's a fair question, but the Dallas Cowboys don't self-analyze. We don't self-scout. We just simply <laughs> don't? Be- we simply believe that we're going to win 13 or 14 games. Um, sometimes we don't do the work attached to that. Um, but, yeah, there's very little self-doubt. All right, here's the headline. McCarthy, sometimes we don't do the work. Got it. Um, what is your ideal, um, you know, let's say you have a um, Thursday night game. And now a couple of days off Saturday night, you're back home. What's your ideal Saturday night? I uh, like to take the uh, the wife, sometimes the kids out for a, a large steak dinner. Um, maybe go see a show. Go Keep to a, go to a piano bar. Oh, uh, yeah. Listen to some wow. tunes. Make some requests. I like Ooh. to request the songs myself. What? How do you get the steak? You know, medium well, rare. no, I'm a well. rare. I, I like it. I, I like some some blood in there. Oh rare. yeah. Yeah, yeah. wife not so much. She's she's gonna go. She likes it well cooked. And you you give her whatever she wants. You take care of that. I I that's what I do. That's what his daddy does. That's what his daddy does. Why don't you just bring back Zeke here? You know you don't have any running back. Well, last one for Zaddy. I mean McCarthy. Last we uh you know <clears throat> there is a situation cooking in the middle of our country in Indianapolis that we're monitoring. Mm. Mm. Interesting. I like that. Well, that's that's a nice nug. That's a headline. Finally broke. Well, you're not allowed to do that though, really, right? What? I could be Are commenting to, on a player to, under contract. I could be referring to anything. I think we there, there's a subtext. All news is good news in uh, Dallas. They like this. Where's my PR guy? Dare we do one more? You Mark, one more. I, all right, last I, one. You could do one more. Last one. This feels like a mistake. <laughs> People can turn it off if they wish. Ah, uh, hey everybody, it's me, Forever Young himself, Pete Carroll. Chewing my gum and loving life. Um, Deb Hansis thinks I'm handsome. And I feel like I have uh, solidified myself once more in this organization. Um, so I'm good. What do you what's, got? What's your secret, coach? I go for a walk every morning. I drink the blood of the innocent. <laughs> and I um, I do crossword puzzles. Mm. Did you... Uh... This whole Gino thing, like it was, it was fun that it actually happened. Do you, do you like really? Can I be honest with it? you? You really believe in it? I don't believe in it. Oh my god! <laughs> I I was surprised as as everybody was uh, by the amount of success that Gino had, and uh, you know, but I you look at the splits and he did uh, decline as I expected in the back end of the season, and that's kind of the version of uh, Gino I expect going forward. Now I understand we gave him the contract. Uh, that was good PR for us and and a bit of a you know, attaboy and slap on the back for Gino, but I'm not expecting big things. I would say about an 85 passer rating with roughly the same amount of touchdowns as interceptions. Mm. Are you aware that uh, Gino, I think, finished 10th in uh, the around the NFL quarterback power rankings when Dan Hansis was not involved in the rankings themselves? Well, Dan Hansis does amazing work in the power rankings, um, but uh, are you referring to the QB Tenth index? going into the season. Are you referring to QB index? Or? No, no, we did a, a little rankings, a little off-season rankings while uh, Dan was on vacation. Oh, I didn't. I don't listen to those episodes. Yeah. I listened to the Dan episodes. Digging in on the Gino thing, your thoughts. Um, let's circle back. What your thoughts on nine eleven? Can you? I call him the Dan. Oh, 
Can you clarify your 9-11 concepts? Aren't they almost all DNFs? <laughs> um, you know what I feel. You could check the record. Just, you know, jet fuel. Do some research on the Stick physics. Stick to football, side. guys, please. Okay. For Pete, Thank please. You. Thank you. You're going to bring in uh, Jordan Peterson as a team speaker uh, again. I don't know if you remember that. Is that the guy that murdered his wife? No, no, no. But... <laughs> okay. Last Anything else? Pete, guys. Last one for Pete, please. <laughs> please. We're good. You're good? All right. Thanks, guys. <laughs> you had to do the last one. And now we're all going down. It's our final episode. <laughs> it's been a great ride. Ten seasons and one doomed off season. No, it was fun. I enjoyed it. I liked it. Yeah. It's good. I Now, it got us outside our comfort zone a little bit there, but I thought, Mark, especially you, you shined. It's really only about us enjoying it. I mean, it, it has nothing to do with anyone else. So. We'll, we'll hear. The listeners, uh, let us know. Let us know. Be honest. Oh, I'm sure you will be. Um, all right. So that's our Wednesday show. Uh, we'll be back Thursday. A little bit of housekeeping. I mentioned the Hard Knocks podcast that will be dropping uh, on Friday, I believe, and then every Tuesday. We're also, speaking of Mike McCarthy, we're going to Cowboys camp up in Oxnard uh, on Monday. So the Monday episode of Around the NFL will be a road show. That should be fun. Can't wait. That's that is about. I mean, we're checking drive times. It's about an hour and forty minutes from uh, from where we live. <laughs> if you're if you're in the L.A. area and have never been up to Oxnard, no one no one does it like the Cowboys. They got like five different radio stations. They've got like a whole like Super Bowl radio row for freaking training camp. And they're a team from Dallas that's in Los Angeles. There's 100 people there. There's thousands of fans. Doesn't matter what day it is. It's wild. It's wild. Why are they there again? I don't know. Who knows? It's cooler. I look forward to it. I've never been. I've been up to Oxnard before, but never for Cowboys camp. Um, be fun. In this way. So it's going to be fun. And uh, hopefully we'll talk to a couple of players up there. Maybe a coach. Maybe a zaddy drops by. Probably not. But that would be nice. I would love to see you. And Mike McCarthy encounter each other. It would be good to just debrief him sure. on some things that have been going on. I think he'd like your viewpoint. It's very positive towards I'll his I'll just say this physical being. Underdog. No. Zaddy, stop it. <laughs> All right, that's it. Dan Hansen signing off for Quiet Storm. Yo, boss. Eric Roberts. Good job moderating pressers. That's what you got to do. It's producer work. Heed the call. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you.